I can't think of a better person to begin this podcast with and our first guest in our first episode is Thea Stein who's the Chief Executive Officer at Leeds Community Healthcare NHS Trust. So firstly welcome Thea and thank you for being first up. Uh, as always it's a real pleasure to talk to you and together we can hopefully set the tone for this podcast. Um, so I wonder if we could start, if we're going to be thinking about local care partnerships and I'd like to set the scene uh, for, for future podcasts with you. So I'm interested in your why. How did you get to where you are in terms of um, your career and local care partnerships and, and why are they important to you? Gosh, that's a good question, isn't it? Because it's about where did I... Where did my whole career get to that means that I'm so interested in and wanted to lead the Local Care Partnership Programme for Leeds? Because um, there's probably lots of strands that go back quite early on in my career, actually, if I think about it, because I started as a psychologist, um, but I quickly became a quite radical community-based psychologist working in different sorts of teams and different sorts of environments to uh, support people with quite serious mental health problems and, and the reason I moved quite quickly out of I suppose quite traditional hospital based or clinic based roles was an early acknowledgement that a lot of what I did didn't have impact if I didn't work with others. I, I didn't I, you know I didn't have the language to describe it in those days I didn't know what I was seeing but I do remember really really clearly having a conversation with a young woman who was seeing me who was agoraphobic mm -hmm. and had really serious panic attacks. And so she'd been referred to me by her GP for, for those issues. And I was a young psychologist and I dutifully did the work that I was trained to do with this young woman. Um, but in the conversation, in looking at the roots of what was going on, it was really clear that much of her anxiety stemmed from her very poor housing conditions. Mm -hmm. and her, her feelings of fear of where she lived. And frankly, I'd have been agoraphobic as well if I lived on the estate and in the situation she did. Yeah. And I, I can remember feeling really helpless that I couldn't do anything except treat, in inverted commas, her agoraphobia. And her GP could do nothing but treat with medication her agoraphobia. Yeah. And I didn't know... I didn't know what else to do mm -hmm. and if I really look at the roots of why I care about local care partnerships today it probably goes back to that sort of story mm -hmm. it goes back to that feelings I had of being quite a helpless and hopeless clinician and thinking I can't do what needs to be done here because actually this woman needs to move this woman yeah. needs different housing she needs different support yeah. and I know, as the Chief Executive of Leeds Community Healthcare Trust, that I have clinicians today, unfortunately, who probably experience similar feelings. I go out with people and they may tell me that, you know, they want to do something about X, Y or Z. So, long story, Graham, long story, and I said I wasn't going to ramble, but you asked me the roots. The roots are, you only can do what you need to do if you're doing it with others. You're doing it in partnership and you're freed to do the right things. I wasn't freed up to have the conversation with housing. It, it wasn't part of my contract even. It wasn't part of my, of, of my line manager's concept of what was a realistic and reasonable thing for me to do. 
so what was the so you've used, you you used a word there earlier called radical now I, I love that word radical mm -hmm. so what from where you were thinking I can just treat this person and, and the GP can just treat that person what what happened how did you then go okay I could do something radical and then you know bringing that back to Leeds is the local care partnership radical enough for you Oh gosh, well it was a long journey from that moment as a young psychologist to the much, much, much older person you're talking to today and all the different steps that's gone through since then. But what I did was I worked in lots of different sectors. I'm quite unusual in that my career hasn't just been in the health service. So I've worked in the third sector. I've been a chief exec in the third sector. I've worked in economic development. I've been a chief exec in economic development. So I've seen the world from different perspectives and I've seen that every perspective doesn't see everybody else's perspective, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. What I hope I've brought to Leeds in this present job is, is all the history. Well, we all bring all our history with us all the time, don't we? That's what makes it interesting. But a real passion and a commitment to thinking outside of the organisation that I'm in and working with others. I sometimes describe Leeds Community Healthcare Trust as an organisation without walls. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we're just a bucket at the moment that various services have been sort of poured into and I'm, I'm the accountable officer for it. Yeah. But it, it, I can't do what we're charged to do by the people of Leeds if I don't do it with other people. I just can't do it and I'm there to create health and well-being to use the sort of jargon mm. to, to support people to live the best lives they can and to go back to my first example of the lady on the estate i still can't help her if i don't know how to talk to housing i don't know how to understand warmth i don't know how to help her access to education and the things that will enable her to live a good life isn't only the access to the mental health care she needs. That's really important. I mean, I'm really proud of Lee's Mental Wellbeing Service and the way it works and the way it works with third sector organisations, the way it works with communities. And that's a brilliant example of an organisation, of, 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 a, of, of a team that works in, in a very networked way. But even that networked care service isn't as good as it can be if it isn't also linked with many many others to really provide the best care and so so you so you see do you see your role as enabling that to happen so and through that vehicle of a of a local care partnership and the concepts of that local care partnership yes and it's really, really hard. It's yeah. really hard. I think, I think, I, I, I still, I still find the challenge between the vision, which actually is quite easy to articulate, and it's quite simple to talk about what it is we're trying to do. What we're trying to do is create the best possible health and care for populations across the city of Leeds, and we know those populations are different. Yeah. with the geographic populations or, or as we call in the jargon, sort of populations of particular need. It could be mm. old people or people with a disability. A and it makes such sense to people. 
of course you should all be joined up, of course you should all be together, of course you should all be talking to one another and thinking of the best way to provide services. But we've been carved up historically in such different ways, given funding in such different ways with so many different levers, that that simple vision of what we're aiming to do is enormously complex to, to realise. So I see my role as enabling those clinicians, um, workers, citizens, people who are trying to make that a reality day in and day out to make their lives easier, mm -hmm. to say what's getting in your way, tell me your boundary, tell me your barrier, tell me the, the, the hiccup in the road, let me see if I can pick it up. So do you see this as just sort of traditional services in inverted commas? bound by traditional organisations. Do you see you the know I don't. So, <laughs> so, so, so where I'm going here is, where do you see that proactive versus reactive care and support? So if we, you know, we, we, we talk about, you know, the services that LCH offer, but uh -huh. actually that's, that's as a result of uh, an incident or an exacerbation of something sure. where do you what do you think about that proactive care and support before those things happen well it's always great if we can be in the proactive preventative space I've told the story many times I've told it LCPB conferences it's the classic public health story there's no point spending your time pulling people out of a river if you haven't bothered to walk up the shore and seen that the bridge is broken and you haven't spent any time mending it and yeah. Um, yeah that is the classic public health story what do we all want to do we want to mend the bridge problem is if I take you and me running up the river to mend the bridge, who's going to pull the people out who are already drowning? Yeah. And at the moment, the big challenge in all services, um, uh, by which I'm talking traditional services, the big council services, the big health services, is that we're funded on the whole, with some exceptions, to pull people out the river. So what we're all trying to do is say, look, Graham, you just stay here and pull people out of the river. I'm just going to nip up the road for a moment. I'm going to put a few bricks in the bridge yeah. and then I'm going to run back down again. Mm -hmm. And then you run up and put a few bricks in the bridge and then we'll run back down again. The whole scale transformation where we've got three quarters of the people and our resources building the bridge and only one quarter left because the bridge is now so solid yeah. is really really difficult to get to yeah but that's our challenge and that's you know what makes these exciting is there are a great many people at all levels at all levels if you really believe in that and want to make it happen and are trying they're nipping up to that bridge as fast as they can and putting another brick in it so we as a result of the of, of, of local care partnerships being established in Leeds and the need to nip up the, the <laughs> riverbank to, to pop some bricks. By the way, I don't think you put bricks in a bridge. <laughs> Never mind. Well, I suppose it depends what, the, what it's made of. But, yeah. uh, but I, 
actually it's a really good analogy of though if it is bricks it's those small changes that add up to that big change True. you know True. which is the, a quality improvement methodology that that, that we can all um, get behind but as as a result of local care partnerships being created in Leeds which they have been and they've been established for you know in various levels of maturity for probably two years now have you noticed any changes as a result of those um, coming together of, of minds and and teams in that sort of potentially radical approach? Sam, mm -hmm. I think that one of the things we know from international research that we really have to hold on to here is that this takes time. You don't see the radical whole scale transformation of a city overnight. Yeah. In fact, some of the biggest transformed systems in the world, like the Nuka system, which I particularly like, yeah. would say it took um, eight to 10 years. I mean, that's very, very tedious. I'm, I prefer eight to 10 minutes or eight to 10 hours. Eight to 10 years feels very sad to me. However, on that journey, you see lots of changes anyway. You see lots of changes already. And I already see changes, but one of the things that um, you see first is relationships. Dr. Chris Mills has been a huge advocate for um, local care partnerships from early on and from partnerships in general. And years ago, five years ago, he and I were talking about different ways in which we could partner simply local, local GP practices and community services. Goodness me. You know, we, we have enough trouble partnering, let alone partnering with the local co-op and the hairdresser, mm. um, who are probably far more important people's lives than we are. Um, but he said to me, I'll know we've made a change when I look at who I'm inviting to our yearly Christmas party. Fabulous. And that it's not just the people who are in the practice, it's a whole range of other people. And everybody knows who they are when they walk through the door. So everybody's going, hi, Graham, hi, everybody knows them. And he used that story lots and lots and lots of times. He wanted to, and he still does. Um, in fact, you should interview him for your podcast. I will do. <laughs> he wants to invite, he wants, to, it's, it's that local party yeah. and everybody knows each other. And what I see happening in local care partnerships is relationships. And you get nowhere, you get nowhere without relationships. People say change happens at the speed of trust. It happens at the speed at which we know each other. I trust you because I know you that, um, you know, we, I'll be your first victim on the on, on the podcast. Yeah. And you know me well enough that we can we can do this. Yeah. A and what I see happening is the growth of, of friendship, of trust, mm. of relationship, of openness and of knowledge. And you don't create anything until you've got that. Yeah, I, I think you're. I think you're absolutely spot on. I, I totally agree with the the relationships thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think you're right. So, so given where we are at the moment, what would you consider to be better if? What could we be doing more of, or differently, or do we just stay as we are? You know, what's oh, that? Oh goodness, we can't what's stay as we are. We're not. We're not got there yet. Um, mm. Whatever there is. Well, you. One of the things I. I still find curious about local care partnerships 
is that they haven't challenged me enough. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've said this at local care partnership board meetings, which I chair, and at um, you know workshops that we've had. But I think a local care partnership that is working well and is doing projects that are of impact will be asking things of organisations. Now, there's some brilliant examples. I mean, you know, the one that comes to mind is, is the Seacroft Domestic Violence um, Partnership, and and they have changed things and done things. There's a variety of others that I could bring. I could bring up, but I think what we what we need to see is is a groundswell of people um, asking for things, mm-hmm. asking for things. This isn't working, Thea. The way you provide coronary heart disease services in this area doesn't really work for us. Yeah. We need it this way. Can you change it? Now, some of that is happening without me knowing, and that gives me even more pleasure. Because we need to ensure in Leeds that we have created enough power and ownership at a local level where people don't need to ask permission. They're just getting on with it, where I will come and go, oh, I didn't know you'd done that. Oh, yeah, we did that because we agreed it was the right thing to do. Great, crack on. Yeah. And I I think it's also important that people have, I really do think it's important that people think outside the box as well. So, you know, we, we're we all, I suppose, slightly bounded by the organisations that we are paid by, let's yes. say. How do we, how do we encourage folk to, to see opportunities that aren't necessarily focused on their bit of the world to, to be bolder, to be more radical? Um, you know how do we how do we enable that to happen back to how do we give people the time and space to nip up the riverbank you know that i don't that's a big question it's it's huge it's hugely difficult because we don't have spare capacity you know if i look at all my services nobody's sitting around thinking i wonder what i'll do today Yeah, yeah people are people are busy I mean, sometimes we all have to step back and go, are we busy being busy or are we busy doing the right things? And that's where, you know, many services have have had to change the model of the way they work during COVID. And some have done some amazing work as a result, which they never thought they would do. Some people have just stood back from being busy, being busy and gone, you know what, if we did this this way, actually gives us a bit more time carrying on with my metaphor, mending the bridge. But the culture of public service is on the whole quite hierarchical, quite bound, quite focused, quite task focused. So it's a massive cultural change. Um, Kath Roth has done brilliant work leading adult social care. She's somebody else you could interview um, around how she's freed social workers up. She took loads of paperwork out of the system. Yeah. Loads of paperwork and said, have a conversation. And of course, Kim Adams, who leads the LCP team, was very involved in that work. Yeah. And you to free people up and give them a blank piece of paper and say, go and have a conversation, that's scary. Yeah. It's really scary. Yeah. And I suppose, I suppose, well, 
how do we influence above then? Because, you know, the the likes of NHS England will still be asking for the numbers of widgets that we've done this week. How do how does the system, how do the leaders influence up to make that change that then comes back down? So the way in which we do that is by having the space, you, you create the space to do the radical because you hit the targets that are wanted by the people above you. Hmm. And they're not bad targets, you know, the public do want good access to, to services, they do want short waiting lists, they do want, um, you know, really caring, competent staff when they're there, they do want, etc, etc, they want evidence, but they want all those things. So as a system in Leeds, we as a group of leaders have to make sure that we have the most efficient, effective, evidence-based, great outcome services. And you create the space for innovation, for development, for change. Mm-hmm. You, you're allowed to do that. It's like, you, you know, you've got, you, you, you've got to deliver what you've got to deliver. Yeah. I can't just... You know, as 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 we I said right at the beginning when I when I told the story of of, of 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 the public health story of drowning and the bridge, you can't just go and mend the bridge. There are people drowning. Yeah, yeah. You, so you have to do both. Leeds has a cohort of people all over it. This isn't just leadership at all. It's it's people leading everywhere. People like you, people like Kim, people everywhere in the system who want to make change, and particularly people who are from voluntary sector, third sector, community groups, GP practices, passionate community matrons. There are people everywhere who who want to make space to make the change, and they create the wriggle room, and they find the holes, and they find the bits in the system where they can do it. Our challenge is not doing it through add-on projects. Our challenge is how do you create the whole scale change? The integrated care partnership and the way in which we're trying to create a way of coming together to lead leads in a different way should be one of the ways in which we do this. So again, Tim Riley, place leader. Yeah. You need to invite him onto your podcast too. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think we're we're after the as many sort of diverse and different voices as possible. Um, and you've 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 just touched on the the really vibrant and amazing third sector within Leeds. It is. I mean, I've seen it through a number of different lenses, and it it's awe inspiring that 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 groundswell of 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 those organisations and how they can contribute and get involved and, and do stuff differently in, in the city it's it is pretty mind-blowing to be fair mm. um okay so i think we'll we'll um we'll sort of try and wrap this up for now um okay. so i want to end with what so probably two questions what are you most curious about and i'd like you to leave people who are listening to this podcast with a big question so <laughs> often in my in the, in the teams that I'm involved with, I sometimes have a, a moment where I think, right, I'm going to ask a really challenging question. So what would be your what's the thing, a couple of things that you're most curious about and what's your big question for our listeners? 
Oh gosh, you could have given me some warning, Graham. <laughs> Let me think. What's the big question and what am I most curious about? Well, maybe it's the two things together, which mm -hmm. is why are we so scared still? Okay. Okay. Why are we so scared? And do you have a particular view on that? Well, as somebody who's still a psychologist at heart, I would say we still inevitably as human beings find change challenging yeah. and find the status quo comforting. Correct. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. So maybe we can get some feedback from our deluge of listeners who will be listening. <laughs> I can't think of anything, Graham, as we said, that anybody's <laughs> going to want to listen to more on their dog walk or their run well, than, than a provoking thought piece about local care partnerships. But who yeah. knows? Yeah, who knows? We'll be up there on the top of the BBC Sounds <laughs> list. You never know. You never, you know. never know. Right. Well, I'll leave it there. Um, thank, you. thank you very much for your time this morning. Um, You're very welcome. Very much enjoyed uh, talking to you. Um, and no doubt we will, our paths will cross again soon. So thank you very much.